0: Do you like to be blunt? Absolutely. We don't sugarcoat shit. Listen Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific Standard Time.
1: You'll hear things you've
2: never heard before. Renegade Talk Radio.
0: Hey there, Renegade Nation. And right off the top, Incredible information is coming out now. Stop the presses, that's all I can say. Uh, And that's how they used to say it, isn't it? Uh, But this is the real news. And you know, when you want to get to the bottom of things, you have to follow the money, right? Well, some people have been doing just that. And it is key to everything that is going on in that thing called DC. After this, you'll see that it's a much bigger swamp than any of us have ever desired to realize. This is Everly Isby, connecting the dots here on Renegade Talk Radio. It is Monday, December 18th, 2017. But before I jump into this incredible news... I want to take a moment to say that Alex Jones and InfoWars has joined the Renegade Talk radio network and is airing every day at 1 p.m. Pacific time in the western United States for three hours of reporting and in-depth analysis. Also, um, if you uh, want to have a little comic relief, which we all need, check out Richie and Sammy's show's. For a humorous perspective on what's happening out there, they're irreverent and righteously disrespectful of the corporate elite. Whether in politics, the entertainment industry, or the mainstream prostitute media, they are blunt and they don't sugarcoat shit, as they say. Political correctness can take a flying leap. These vermin across the halls of influence and power do not command our respect. They only deserve. Our disdain. Richie and Sammy laugh at the system, and so should we. The Renegade Talk Radio Network is growing by leaps and bounds. So welcome, Alex Jones and Infowars. And, uh, excuse me, I got sidetracked there for a second. And now to this breaking information. Most people are absorbed in the activities going on in D.C., what with all the He said, she said accusations and lies and finger pointing. And then there are the ever-growing sealed indictments that have been filed in the federal districts across the country since October 30th. Uh, QAnon initially posted or leaked, however you want to look at it, on the 4chan poll site, originally just 12 sealed indictments starting on October 30th. But by all accounts, apparently, it has now grown into the multiple thousands across the United States. I've heard various figures from over 4,000 to recently, I've heard over 8,000 sealed indictments. And the big question that everyone is asking is, how is it all going to play out? I'm going to bury that lead distraction, actually, because that's what it is. A distraction. They want you to keep looking over there and watching them in that circus playing out for the public's attention. No, Renegade Nation. We need to focus our attention over here to the Follow the money, real news, this is the major key. And I stress emphatically that you please pass this on to absolutely everyone you know. Put it on Facebook, Twitter, and everything you can think of because this needs to go viral. And I'll start off by informing you that the federal government has been caught with their hands in the cookie jar on such a monumental scale that it's literally jaw-dropping. This story begins... When Michigan State University professor and economist Dr. Mark Skidmore listened to an interview of former Assistant Secretary of HUD, you know, the Department of Housing, Urban and Development, uh, housing, urban development, anyway, Catherine Austin Fitz, who was speaking into a missing $6.5 trillion within the Department of Defense, the DOD in 2015. Now, Skidmore didn't think it could be true or that it was possible within the aspects of government accountability laws and so on, and he ended up contacting uh, Catherine Fitz regarding her claim. She showed him the documentation she had, and he confirmed that, indeed, Fitz was correct. Skidmore then volunteered to independently investigate further, and he assembled a team of his graduate students, and along with Fitz... They have so far documented twenty-one trillion dollars. I'll say it again, twenty-one trillion with a T, in authorized, unauthorized spending within HUD and the DoD between the years 1998 and 2015. All those years, and it's also pretty hilarious. Uh, but as Dr. Skidmore was conducting his investigation of the published public documents on the various government websites, he made some calls to the departments that published the data, and shortly after going over the discrepancies with whomever he spoke to, he found that the documents online had very quickly been deleted, apparently by the U.S. Army. Fortunately, though, Dr. Skidmore had already downloaded those documents, so they were still in his possession, and now... They have been published on Catherine Austin Fitz website, Solari.com. Yay! Way to go.
1: <laughs>
0: the missing $21 trillion in accounting terms is referred to as undocumentable adjustments. In other words, the documentation required by law within government department accounting procedures. Massive funds yearly are simply gone. No documented money trail. But take note, my friends, 21 trillion is many multiples of the actual department budgets. So, between 1998 and 2015, trillions of dollars every year were funneled into the DOD and HUD beyond their actual budgets, and then it funneled out without a trace. This clearly points to the operation of a massive criminal enterprise that has been ongoing since at least... 1998. I mean, you know, we all know that the US government in the financial aspect has worked as a criminal syndicate, but I have to say that that is a major understatement. You know, criminal syndicate? (laughs) Well, not, I think it's a little bit more than that. Anyway, because of this over-the-top, in-your-face fraud on such a massive scale, it is literally mind blowing. Boggling. It means literally that every man, woman, and child living in the United States of America are owed at least $65,000 each. Every man, woman, and child. And that's only what they've uncovered so far. And again, think about this. That's just from two departments in the federal government, two major ones I'll grant you, I mean HUD because of the fraudulent mortgage and housing bubble and the DOD because of all the illegal wars they've been instigating. But, you know, who knows? Can you imagine professional and independent teams unleashed after this documented evidence hits people's awareness and a major audit of every department and agency of government plus the Federal Reserve? Can you imagine what that would uncover? Oh, my God. But I want you to listen to something Catherine Fitz says uh, in the interview that's included in the article in my links. She relays some something really, really interesting. So I want you to listen to this part of the interview uh, conducted by Greg Hunter. And uh, let me just flip this on.
1: Let me step back and just tell you one story that I want you to know to get some perspective. The reason why I started to look at this, because I've been reporting on this issue since 1998. Um, I was part uh, part of an effort working with the pension funds in 1997 to try and show them how we could re-engineer government spending and credit and resources in this country to get a positive return on investment and do it in a way that would be you know would make sure the pension funds could fund their liabilities that was very important to us greg so you know you had the boomers coming up you had a bulge and you really had to get excellent performance on the pension funds so i made a presentation to a group of fabulous pension fund leaders on how we could do that you know we had a plan and you really could do that and the president of CalPERS was there it was the largest pension fund in the country and he froze and said you don't understand it's too late. they've given up on the country. They're moving all the money out starting in the fall. Now I thought that fall was the beginning of fiscal 1998. The federal fiscal year you know starts in October 1. So I thought he meant, oh we're adjusting the allocations and we're going to shift all the money legally into okay. Back in 1997
0: to 98, the head guy at Calpers, the largest, pension fund in the United States said of Catherine's proposal to have a positive return on investments in government financial planning. He said, quote, it's too late. We've given up on the country. We're moving the money out. Isn't that a very interesting statement? You know, and at the time, Fitz said that she um, assumed he meant moving the money into other legal investment avenues or some such thing. But, Put your thinking cap on here, Renegade Nation. And let's fast forward to 2001. Do you remember when Donald Rumsfeld, then Secretary of Defense, back on September 10, 2001, the day before 9-11, Rumsfeld publicly stated that the Pentagon couldn't account for $2.3 trillion. It had just gone missing. Do you remember that? Then 9-11 happened the next day, and coincidentally... The part of the Pentagon that was hit that day housed the very offices that were investigating that missing money. How very convenient. In the aftermath of 9-11, Rumsfeld's announcement was ignored. Everybody forgot about it. And the big looting operation, by all indications, went into overdrive. $2.3 trillion missing in 2001, and now... Twenty-one trillion by 2015. How much more in the last two years since have gone missing as well, I wonder? Renegade Nation, this is a monumental key to the criminal activities that define these mostly foreign-owned corporations masquerading around as government. It's also a major clue to all of the insanity we're witnessing right now. There are disclosures galore coming out these days, yes, but this documented revelation is such that they have no wiggle room, they can't deny it, and they can't lie about it, and they can't cover it up anymore. It's clear as a bell evidence that vast securities fraud, theft, money laundering, and a long list of other crimes is involved here. This will really start the winds of change blowing because they've been caught red-handed and now they are liable to the people for what they've been doing. Vermin, all of them. (laughs) Catherine Austin Fitz just came out with her quarterly report that includes all of this documentation, by the way, and the title of her report is this, Enforce the Constitution or kiss your money goodbye. And I wholeheartedly agree. With all this evidence breaking out, I do believe we can and must do just that. Enforce the Constitution. I'm taking a break here, and when I come back, I'm going to expand on this a little further. The whole picture needs to be sketched out a bit, and it's info... We all need to know and understand. This is Everly Isby connecting the dots, and this is Renegade Talk Radio. We don't sugarcoat shit. <laughs> this is Renegade Talk Radio.
1: Renegade Talk Radio. When Johnny comes marching home again, hurrah, hurrah.
0: Hurrah. 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 Hey, it's Everly Isby once again. (laughs) And you know, that last segment still has me just shaking my head in disbelief. (laughs) $21 trillion gone, and no paper trail that by law, as corporations, they are required to report, let alone as a purported public government agency. And the kicker is, it has nothing to do with the $20 trillion official debt they claim to have, No, that's not part of it at all. So we're talking $41 trillion unaccounted for, and that's an ultra-conservative number, I'll wager, when it comes down to what this crime factory's been pulling off over a long period of time. The arrogance, the hubris, it doesn't get any more corrupt. Do these people have any humanity in them? Apparently not. I bet they thought they'd get away with it all and leave us all holding the bag, don't you? Does not the inhumanity rear its ugly head? It's just, it's beyond me. I I mean, I'm, I'm holding my head right now in both hands while I'm talking to you, and not in sorrow or anguish. It's just sheer righteous disgust. But when you think of All that is going down these days, especially since Donald Trump was sworn in, the mass disclosures left and right that they have come out over the past year or so clearly indicate beyond a shadow of a doubt how very corrupt everything is on all levels wherever you look. And I wonder, don't you ask yourself, where did this country go wrong? to bring us today to the quagmire and dire consequences we now face, not only in the U.S., but around the world. I asked myself this question quite a while ago, actually, even before somebody pushed the accelerator button on this merry-go-round we're all riding. And I did a lot of research and reading over time to find the answers for myself. So, you know, I just feel drawn to talk uh, pretty briefly into some of this, Perhaps a uh, draw a sketch, not a painting that takes too long, because most people I know, most people I know really don't know the historical truth of what happened to the United States of America. So I thought maybe I'd give a long story short version, because it's too important not to have any idea. So I ask you to take a walk with me here as I do a brief year-end sum-up of a very complicated historical past very sketchy one here just, just missing a lot of the details but where things you know really started to go awry in the United States was way back during the Civil War of the 1860s we'd been we've been taught to call it the Civil War but in truth it wasn't really a legitimate war at all it was actually a commercial mercenary conflict and there's a big difference. The difference between a war and a commercial conflict is that a lawful war has to have a declaration of war officially called by the Congress to start it and an official peace treaty to end it, neither of which happened. Now, a lot of people would say balderdash early to that statement, but as Anna Von Reitz says... I'll bet a million dollars to anyone who can find an official declaration of war and an official peace treaty for the Civil War. And because she's confident they can't, I'll stand with her there as I do anyway. She knows her stuff, that woman, Anna. But those two things that make a legitimate war that should be there weren't there which means it was not a lawful war and is also by the way very similar to all of the recent conflicts the US has engaged itself in there has never been a declaration of war they just invade right that's an important clue in reality the Civil War was a commercial conflict where you've got mercenaries on both sides and I'm not saying that there weren't many civilians that had been pulled in to fight this conflict because there was, but it's not a clean cut affair like a legitimate war is. You could say it was an illegal war. Now, this may be confusing because it's literally the opposite of everything we've all been taught. But what was really behind this commercial conflict, international banksters, and elite European interests that had always had it in their designs to get their fingers back in the control seat of America once again. You see, the Declaration of Independence that started the whole thing turned world history on its head by declaring that all are created equal, essentially saying that the people were the sovereigns and that any governing body the people chose to set up was subservient to and be controlled by the people. The people were the sovereigns. Well, that bold decree was so outrageous to the controlling elite across the pond that it had always been the sovereigns over the people for thousands of years that they just could not let that stand. It was beyond their comprehension. And most people have no understanding of this whatsoever. They really don't. But bear with me because it is historically true. It's in black and white. It's in legislations and treaties, and you'll see it everywhere. But that's why things are the way they are and why the people have been so ignorant of the true history because they couldn't let the people know what they were up to. So, okay, where was I? Okay, back to the Civil War times. Um, after the Civil War, the South... Was in total devastation and the North was bankrupt. President Lincoln then, uh, to salvage the situation, bankrupted the original lawful unincorporated entity called the Federal Government of the United States of America and replaced it with a look alike, sound alike, private, mostly foreign owned, incorporated commercial entity along with a new look-alike corporate constitution that was so similar to the original constitution that no one noticed. This was accomplished also by the use of legalese in the language of this new document, which changes the definitions of common usage words, so people never really knew what was actually being expressed in writing. And also, people weren't paying attention because the country was reeling from the trauma of that bloody conflict inflicted in the country. And that was the first nail in the coffin, Renegade Nation, so to speak, of the dream that the Declaration of Independence embodied that had become the light to so many in the world. And I'm I'm skipping over a lot of things here because there's literally too much to cover. But over time, there were other nails in the coffin as well. A prime example being the establishment of the private, foreign-owned Federal Reserve Corporation, which was never a bank or an agency of government, and which was the coup de grace for the international bankers and a few turncoat American bankers in their self-interested collusion because they now had control of the money for the country. When you control the money, you control it all. And one more thing, because there was no peace treaty concluding the Civil War, the corporate government has ever since kept the USA in a a variety of states of emergency to this very day, and therefore under a general martial law situation. The federal corporation declared the people of the United States enemies of the state, which gave them the right to pillage, rape, plunder at their whim, You know, because under martial law, all rights can be suspended at Congress's whim as well. And they have invaded onto our land jurisdiction where they were not allowed to trespass under the stipulations laid out in the original Constitution. We see examples of them doing that all the time. Federal overreach, illegally seizing assets and resources as war bounty for their profits. These internationally owned private corporations calling themselves... The United States, or the United States of America, have been at war against not only the people of America, but the people of the world. As corporations and not legitimate government, this has given them the freedom to do what corporations do, profit at any cost to satisfy the shareholders and act with no accountability or liability to the people it is pretending to serve and who are footing the bill. They just masquerade around as if they were the government and nobody was the wiser. Since the Civil War, the United States of America has been under the control of foreign interests and all of the following wars fought after the Civil War, every one of them, were for the benefit of those foreign interests and the profiteering of an elite few and not in the interest of the people of the United States nor in the interests of the people of the world. And what's really interesting is that right now we are at a precipice of major changes that are now coming to the fore. The exposure and disclosure of those who have taken what I've just described to higher and ever higher levels of blatant criminality and inhumanity. I'd like to inform you that the original and only lawful Constitution is still very much alive and well, the Constitution for the United States of America. And, well, my friends, we are nearing the time for the people to bring it back and enforce it on the government services contractors at the federal, state, and county level. Just reel them back in, make them follow the rule of law and their strictly enumerated and restricted powers, as stipulated in that very original constitution. Kick out the foreign usurpers who have run rampant on our shores all these years and take our country back. Then the people will be able to flourish as it was originally created and designed, and then we can cease engaging in all these devastating illegal wars that have been inflicted all over the planet, get our financial house in order and under the control of the people, and become a country of free sovereigns once more. I'm taking a break here. When I come back, I'm going to give you a quick update on the Bundy trial revelations coming out now, which are proving the Bundy's case. The Federales have waged war in defiance of the public laws on the books and on the people of America. The truth's finally coming out, and the federal case against the Bundys and those who stood with them, and these good people have been subjected to languish in jail, suffering abuse, and torture for the past two years for no lawful reason. The prosecution's case, though, is falling apart, it seems. It's wonderful to see. This is Everly Isby. I'll be right. That.
1: What are you people on dope?
0: It's perfect. Shh, 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 Do you hear that? It's the winds
1: of change.
2: I'm a desperate man. Send lawyers, guns, and money. This shit has hit the fan.
0: <laughs> yes. This is it, really. Send, money, send lawyers, guns, and money. The shit has hit the fan. I love that song. It's a great song. What was his name? Warren Zevon. Anyway, uh, this is the government's position, by the way. Send lawyers, guns, and money. And that's how they operate. As we've been seen in the progression of the federal's fight, the federalities fight to show up the Bundys and anyone else out there who has the nerve to stand up to naked aggression, because that is what this entire sham is really all about. The Bundys and the others who have been imprisoned ever since their arrest back in 2015, 2014, they were arrested at, at the Oregon Malheur thing. Um, but it's been about two years now. A total, uh, The total of the arrested, 27 people. Uh, the total amount of people charged, 27, and fined, 13. All charged, arrested, charged, and fined for standing up to the egregious abuse by federal agencies. But happily the federal case has been disintegrating, even though they stacked the case against the defendants to a ridiculous degree. That's karma for you. And here's a recent update of the Bundy case by a man named Roy Potter, who was one of the many people who stood with the Bundys at the Bunkerville, Bunkerville standoff in Nevada. And I want to say up front, after doing the last bit about the history of what happened to the USA, the Bundy case is not unique. And so many countless other examples of the abuses done to individuals and groups of innocent civilians, you should be asking, you know, just who do you think you're working for when witnessing the illegal actions that are performed daily by purported authorities who engage in far-reaching government abuse, overreach, and over attempts to just rape pillage and plunder in exact opposition of what they're supposed to be doing. Well, what people have not been privy to is that the truth is the authorities or the government only pose as those who work for the people. That's the diabolical part of it and gives credence to that the people have been betrayed across generations by international corporations who have slickly inserted themselves as imposters. That's the truth that has to be driven home. Corporations cannot be lawful governments, and I'm sorry to tell you, the U.S. of A. is not the only one. To all of you listening out there, you have the same dilemma wherever you're listening from. There are only a few actual countries on the entire planet that have not been incorporated so very most probably you're suffering under the self same conditions but here's a quick update on the Bundy trial by Roy Potter Uh, I'm just lining this up here Um, and once again Roy Potter had been on the scene at the Bunkerville standoff back in 2014 this is what Roy has to say
2: Apparently, there are two Department of Homeland Security whistleblowers who have gone to the defense attorneys in the Bundy case and told them about the plan, which Bran Thornton and I talked about very early on, the, uh, on, the, on the 12th of April. What, you know, They had had those problems with the, uh, the snipers and all that prior to the demonstrations, and certainly before the standoff on the 12th. And then on the 12th I noticed that there was this new observation post up on Mormon Mesa, you can go back and look at all my things from back at that time, I put up a lot of videos while I was there. And we found out that there were MRAPs and uh, people with automatic weapons and that kind of thing, you know, which didn't make any sense because the sheriff had said that the BLM was going away, releasing the cattle. Okay, well apparently now there are these two whistleblowers that are, have come forward and again, I don't have the specifics on this. This is just a, kind of like a, a, you know, a, a real quick update, a little alert about what's going on that Dan Love indeed who was the uh, special agent in charge of BLM there had a kill list starting with the Bundy family and then going on down through the demonstrators and even witnesses afterwards and I can attest to the fact that I had some people on my tail for a long time after this but you know I'm a little different I'm kind of tuned into that so I chased a few of them away and I won't go into all the details of that or or you know expose them uh, when they when they tried to come up to me but at any rate uh... this kill list is something that this witness is going to testify to apparently um, also uh... that uh this witness also knows this whistleblower that Navarro has been helping the government to cover all this up does that surprise anybody doesn't the Clinton don't the Clintons and the reeds all kill witnesses you know people that go against them so it makes perfect sense and it also shows that there were that they had malice aforethought uh, forethought. these federal government agents had malice aforethought to these people they planned on killing them, which is that exactly what brand Thornton and I said on uh, I think we put that video up on the evening of April 12th or it may have been the morning of the 13th I don't remember back in 2014 okay so there's a conspiracy here to hide all this and the whistleblowers are going to bring this out again I'm getting this like third hand but apparently some of this has already come out down there in Las Vegas Uh, also I have a photograph of apparently they took it from the BLM site itself uh, and I don't know how they got it I have no idea who these people are so this is all you know at this point I'm just giving you the information that's all it is of the actual photographs with, with the, who is going to be killed, who is going to be uh, arrested, and that kind of thing, okay? Um, the U.S. Attorney, Stephen Meyer, has apparently fired an investigator who complained about the, uh, the U.S. Attorney's Office, the DOJ, and the FBI withholding exculpatory evidence that would prove the innocence of the Bundys. Does that surprise anybody? It doesn't surprise me not at all okay and then there are some other names which i could give you right now but i don't want to do that until i get more information i can safely call dan love out i can safely call stephen meyer out who is the u.s attorney i can safely call out uh judge what a horrible thing to call her uh navarro okay so i wanted to give you that update i don't
0: okay so there you have it the federal prosecutor Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. I can't talk today. The federal prosecutorial uh, case. <laughs> I just I just, flipped my computer with my notes, and, and uh, I lost my place. So I'm just there. Oh, I found it. Okay. Anyway, um, the they've been withholding exculpatory evidence that would have proven the innocence of the Bundy family and simultaneously colluding... Uh, by creating a detailed kill list to murder them, as well as other innocent civilians who chose to stand with the Bundys in protest of the overreach and abuse by federal agencies, the other point to make, uh, though, you know, in this this whole situation, you know, whether it's in the Bunkerville standoff in Nevada or the um, the Malheur Oregon protest, you know, not a shot was fired by the civilians, those that were armed. They didn't fire a shot. Uh, although, then you have the other side of it. Lavoie Finicum was shot to death, unarmed, while traveling to attend a public assembly. So, who are the terrorists here? Who are the murderers? Okay? And one thing I want to remind you of is, is that the uh, BLM the Federal Bureau of Land Management. Hear that word, management. That agency was mandated to assist the various states of the union to be caretakers of vast rural regions and paid to do so. They were not mandated to seek to claim the assets and resources for the federal government. They were not owners of the land. The regions under management have always been held in trust, to the individual states and the people. And most importantly, the BLM and other agencies of government are not mandated as law enforcement. They are not to be armed thugs. And that's the basis of this whole situation that ranchers and farmers, miners, and other small business concerns have been facing year after year in the abusive federal overreach to seize property that does not belong to them. The Bundy Ranch, by the way, as well as the other situation up in the Oregon's Malheur Range, have uranium resources below the ground. In fact, vast areas within the western states hold uranium deposits, as well as other assets and resources that, you know, they should immediately bring to your mind. For example, the Uranium One deal, that Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation have been found to be involved in selling uranium to a Russian corporation that is first and foremost a national security issue, as well as the garden variety list of things like bribery and extortion that went all along with it. That is one example of corporate malfeasance to attain assets and resources illegally for profit. There are Tactics, You know, their strategies in all these illegal activities have placed so many under duress, their livelihoods, and the quality of life destroyed with impunity. It's time for change, and change is definitely in the wind, thank God. You know, I want to wish all listening uh, a happy and safe holiday season from the bottom of my heart. And regarding the uh, $21 trillion looting spree by the Department of Defense and HUD, spread the word, talk about it with friends and family, because through awareness, can the light of truth extinguish the criminality rampant in the systems that are supposed to be serving us? We're the employers, after all, and they're priority creditors. They work for us as employees. And they would not exist but for the people. We need to knock them out of the control seat because they do not belong there. They do not have the moral integrity or the honor to be given that opportunity. And in closing, I want to let you know that I'll be back after the holidays unless, uh, you know, an important development occurs that can't be ignored. And so, in love and light in this holiday season... This is Everly Isby connecting the dots here on Renegade Talk Radio. Good night.